Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Derek Morris. And I'm Anthony Kent. And we're delighted to welcome you to today's program. You know, Anthony, this topic is dear to my heart, how to protect and strengthen your marriage. Exactly, Derek. You know, for those of us who are married, marriage is such an integral part of our life and such a valuable, it's not just aspect of our life, it is our life. You know, I didn't do that well early in my ministry, so, so I, I know that the counsel that will receive from Dr. Willie Oliver and his wife Elaine, the directors of family ministries for the World Church of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, will be very practical whether we're talking to full-time pastors or lay leaders. Well, it sounds like a fascinating program, Derek. I'm looking forward to it. And I am too, and I'm glad you joined us for Ministry in Motion today. We're talking about how to protect and strengthen your marriage. You know, sometimes we can abuse our marriage in the name of Jesus. And that's something Jesus never wanted us to do. So I'm glad you joined us as we talk about how to protect and strengthen your marriage in ministry. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, how to protect and strengthen your marriage. Our guests, Dr. Willie Oliver and his wife, Elaine Oliver, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Now, Good you're directors you. of family ministries for the World Church of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. How did you get to that position where you're passionate about caring for families? Well, you know, um, I've always been passionate about families. Uh, even as a boy, I used to have these conversations with my dad, who was a pastor. Is that right? And uh, I was always interested in family, and uh, I've spent most of my career in ministry uh, doing family ministries. The last 15 years as director for the North American Seventh-day Adventist Church. Yeah. Yes. I just happened to marry a pastor who was very interested in family. But no, seriously, I have always been very interested in family. I grew up in a non-traditional family, um, meaning I was raised by a single mom and my grandmother. But my, my grandmother always, you know, talked to us about the ideal, about God's ideal for families. And so for me, I wanted that for myself. And so in wanting that for myself, you begin to study about, you know, what does a healthy family look like? What does is, what is a, a, a godly family look like? And I happened to marry someone who was interested in family, and we just started on this journey together. And so both your educational background and your ministry experience has kind of led you to a ministry to families. Yeah, absolutely. Indeed, you know, the traditional uh, trajectory for people in ministry in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, undergraduate degree in theology or some related field, and then you go on to seminary to get an MDiv. I didn't get an MDiv. I did a master's in pastoral counseling mm. with an emphasis in marriage and family. And, and, and he I, was just a, I was 22 a kid. when was... I when I got my first master's, and uh, that's what I wanted to do. That's what I've always wanted to do. I always felt as a pastor's son, and just being in ministry, that families were most important. That if we had strong families, we would have a strong church. If we didn't have strong families, we wouldn't have a strong church. And that's even more so in the parsonage, in the pastor's family. You know that the target audience for Ministry in Motion is pastors and lay leaders. And someone has said, and I want to know if it's true or not, that, that the enemy targets 
pastoral couples uh, with greater intensity than, than the regular population. If he can hurt that pastoral couple, mm -hmm. he can inflict a huge amount of damage. What do you see as you travel around the world? What's the condition of pastoral couples and their, their relationship? Yeah, well, it's the same all over the world. And, and we totally agree that that's absolutely true, that Satan does go after anyone who wants to serve God, honestly but especially those of us who are trying to make disciples, who are trying to do ministry. So we've witnessed that in our own marriage, and it's something that we have had to guard against. And we see it around the world as we travel around the world, where um, pastoral families are really under attack um, because they're trying to do ministry. And so it, it becomes something of a, um, of a challenge to balance ministry and family so one of the things that we really try to focus on is helping families manage those competing commitments mm -hmm. and realize that how important it is to give that energy to your family and then your ministry will be successful. The, the reality is um, we haven't always worked together in, in ministry to families. We've done that for the last 16 or 17 years uh, when we came to, NA, to North America and now at the World Church. But the reality is when we started working together, whenever we were getting ready to present about families, um, invariably Satan would bring up some issue mm -hmm. for us to get into it. And it took us a little while to recognize and to be intentional about being careful and doing exactly what Peter says, uh, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, and especially those who are leaders in ministry, pastors, uh, lay leaders, individuals who are leading people to Christ and who are the pillars of the church. If Satan can destroy the pillars of the church and nothing can destroy people as much or as easily as their family relationships. Mm. Yeah. I, I'd like to share a personal story, if I may. Sure, absolutely. And maybe someone will connect with it. But I went into the ministry, you know, I was fire, fired up for God, wanted yeah. to share the good news about Jesus. And, and I was unaware of the fact that I was abandoning my wife. Mm -hmm. We had a little baby, so she's now there with a little baby. And, and I'm out doing God's work. Right. And really, if I have the courage to say it, I'm, a, I'm passively abusing my wife mm -hmm. by just abandoning her. Right. About right. six years into our marriage, uh, my wife wrote me a letter. It was probably one of the most painful and yet important letters I ever received. She said, you tell me that I'm at the top of your list, but I don't feel like it. Mm. And I realized that she loved me enough and trusted the relationship yeah. enough to say, the way that you're doing ministry is not healthy in terms of what's happening in our family. Well, we're now married for 35 years, and she's my best friend. But, but I wonder how many go into ministry with that same mindset that I've just got to expend myself and even expend my family in, in the name of Jesus. You know, I believe that uh, it's a hazard. It's an occupational hazard. Uh, this whole thing of being married and being in ministry. I think that especially people who feel called to ministry, whether it's male or female, but especially men, and historically and traditionally it's been men, and we tend to just throw ourselves into our work and feel that 
I'm called to ministry. Mm -hmm. It's just a mm -hmm. high calling. Mm -hmm. I'm leading people to Jesus Christ. What could be more important than that? And, and my wife is just an appendage. She right. it basically yeah. is there to make me look good and, 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 and for people to know they don't need to worry. You know, I have a wife, so I'm not trying to hit on any women. You know, I have a wife. And it's just an, an appendage. Yeah, mm. and, and that she should understand. I think, you know, if mm. she's a, there's this sort of like this feeling that if she's a godly woman, you know, because the Bible said you should look for a godly wife. Mm. And if she's a godly woman, then she would understand this calling to be away from her all the time. So I think ministers, uh, ministry leaders justify um, their behavior mm this abuse as you so call tragic. it and it's it's a wonderful word and somebody might be offended by it but mm. it is abuse mm. it is abusive if you are abandoning your spouse your family your children um, in the name of God because that's not what God calls us to and if I may just know. jump back in and go back to what you said uh, what's interesting about the whole issue is that we think that okay if we're doing ministry um, this is what it's all about and after all, that's why I have a wife, to take care of my children. Mm -hmm. Except that is not the model that we see instituted in Eden by God, who invented marriage. We'll come back to that right after the break. Yes. Uh, maybe something's already connected in your heart or experience, and you say, I need to learn how to protect and strengthen my marriage. Because God wants to use you to bless the world whether you're a full-time pastor or a lay leader in your local congregation, the health of your marriage is a witness to your community and a blessing to those around you. So stay tuned for Ministry in Motion, talking about strengthening and protecting your marriage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, dear to my heart, how to protect and strengthen your marriage. Our guests, Willie and Elaine Oliver. You know, you, you've been talking a very practical way about honoring God in the way that you care for your relationship with each other, a pastoral couple. Sure. You, you talked before the break about a biblical basis for that. Willie, yeah. talk some more. Well, let's go back to Genesis and to God instituting marriage. In fact, the first institution established by God a creation, marriage. And one of the things that God said to Adam and Eve was for them to stay together, for them not to wander away from each other. And yet in ministry, somehow we feel there's some virtue in being away from our spouse as much as we possibly can, because then people will know. Our, whoever like our sincerity or something? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That we are completely devoted to God. And yet, that devotion to God needs to pay attention to God's directive, which is don't leave your spouse. Right. You know, mm -hmm. stay together. And while it's true that as we do ministry, there will be times that we need to be apart, that we need to be intentional about staying connected, even if not physically, connected emotionally and spiritually. And now we have cell phones and all kinds of ways of staying connected. You know, I had an experience early in my ministry. Remember I said I was kind of abandoning my wife. Yeah. I had an experience. This is before cell phones. Sure. And I would go out and then I could delay, do this visit, and I would get home late and she didn't know where I was. Was I alive or dead? My wife is a, was an emergency room nurse at that time. And one time she would work just once or twice a month to stay current in her skills. She, something happened 
uh, someone came in at the last minute before a shift change, and she was like 45 minutes late. And I was pacing the floor, and oh. I was stressed out, and I was sure that something had happened to her. And, and I didn't realize until that moment that she felt like that all, all the, the time. time. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, Learning to be sensitive to yes. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and as pastors, yeah. you know, we do that all the time. Even, even after church, you know, we just talk to everyone, and our spouse is just waiting, waiting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's the whole thing too of just taking your your spouse for granted. I mean, we spoke about this before, but I think it's worth repeating. And the fact that you feel that because you're doing ministry, it's okay, but it's not okay. No. You know, like you were saying, you felt worried and concerned. Sure. And how often does that spouse who's left at home? How often does that happen? You know, there are business meetings that go over or board meetings or someone needed some help after church. And so then it makes the, the pastor's spouse or ministry leader feel like they are not interested in the ministry, but all they want to know is that they're being considered, you know, that, that their feelings are being considered. So, you know, that sort of leads into, you know, tips, but at the same time, just understanding how your spouse feels yeah. when something like that happens. And it seems that many times, today we do in many parts of the world have technology. Yes. We can text now, oh, yeah. we can call now, now. Yes. We, can, we can be in touch so yes. that we're There's not, really no excuse yeah. 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 to not you communicate. Know, well. I, I wanted to jump in and give an experience from my early days, when even before I was married, when I was in graduate school and doing pastoral counseling. I was taking a course, a graduate course, and the professor was a woman and um, a very godly woman. She was a psychologist with techniques of counseling. And in the middle of that, she said once, when I have dinner with my family, the phone goes off the hook. This is before caller ID and everything. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I grew up as a pastor's kid. I felt that my parents were very involved with me and my, my siblings. And yet, I was just put off by it. I said, how do you take your phone off the hook? You're a psychologist. Someone may need you. And she said to me, I'm not God. If, he says, when I have dinner with my family, it's a moment, it's a Sabbath, it's a sanctified moment. Mm. If I answer the phone, mm. she says, I'm communicating to the people around my table that anybody outside of this house is more important than they. So you mentioned earlier on that you thought you were doing great, and yet your spouse said, you say I'm priority, but I don't feel like priority. Right. Mm -hmm. The reality mm -hmm. is what we do is more important than what we say. Right. So what do we do to convey to our spouse and our children that they're important? Right. And unfortunately, not all spouses like my wife after six years have the courage to write that letter. That's right. And to say, I, I don't feel like I'm... Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you, you have an list. incredibly godly and patient wife. And courageous. And courageous yes. that she was able to wait all that time because a lesser person would may have left some people some just, time before some people or, just, do. or just checked out. Some people so, do. And, and, you so know, praise God for that. And here you are, a man of God or a woman of God, and you are working hard for the Lord. You are mm -hmm. trying to save souls into God's kingdom. And your spouse is walking out on you. Yeah. And you're like, what's going on? This is an attack from the devil. Yes. Well, yes. you just help the devil attack you. You may have been a major part of the Absolutely. problem. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we need to really ask ourselves as ministry leaders then, what is our first mission field? Yes. You know, what is, what is our first mission field? Who, who are we supposed to be ministering to? So let's start first? there and we'll, we'll go to the break in a couple of minutes. But let's start and say, okay, if our family 
we're talking here about marriage. Our marriage, our spouse, is, is a primary mission field. What are some practical things that we can do to both protect and strengthen our marriage while we're involved mm -hmm. in ministry? And as we begin this segment here, I would like to say, those of you, those of us who are in church administration, who hire pastors, we're not giving anyone mm -hmm. license to be lazy to not go out in the field, to not visit, to not do Bible studies. So that's not what we're juxtaposing here. We're saying this you should do and don't forget the other. Right. Uh, how do you put your family as a priority? Have worship with your family. Uh, have a connecting time before you leave home and stay in touch with your family members. Stay in touch with your spouse during the day. Text her, call her, something so that she knows or he knows that they're important. You know, maybe that's a, a one principle that we could start with yes. because a spouse may see the, the ministry part of the family praying with all kinds of people. Yes. That's right. And never taking the time to pray with her that's or with right. him. Yes. Right. That's what I was yes. going to say. That's like number one. Yes. Start your day by praying with your spouse. Yes. Talk to your spouse about, you know, your challenges. Yes. You know, today I'm faced with these challenges in ministry. Can, we, can you pray for me? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's hard if you're a ministry leader to ask your spouse to pray for yes. you because you believe, well, I'm, I have a better connection, right? I mean, sometimes, let's just face it, you know, ministers kind of have the sense that they've got this direct, you know, more direct connection, if you will, to God. But, you know, there are times in our marriage where actually Willie has asked me to pray for him. And at first I would say, well, but you always pray for me. You know, I, I'm not sure that I can pray for you, but he would say, sweetheart, I need you to pray for me. And that, you know? that, that the beauty of praying mm -hmm. for each other yeah. and expressing that intimacy yes. uh, together. Yeah, it's a crucial place intimacy. to start. After the break, we'll look at some other strategies. This, this is an important topic, how to strengthen and how to protect your marriage while you're involved in ministry. If you just have one takeaway lesson, that you take time to pray with your spouse, to be spiritually intimate together. That was worth joining us for Ministry in Motion, but we'll be back with some more practical insights. So stay tuned for Ministry in Motion. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, how to protect and strengthen your marriage. Willie and Elaine, thanks so much for being our guest today. We want to continue with some practical suggestions. And Willie, you wanted to share something from your own uh, Absolutely. journey. You know, um, as a pastor, and I was a pastor, local church pastor, and then I went into conference work and, you know, where I administered family ministries mm -hmm. um, for an area. Uh, North America, for the Northeast in the United States. And what I found out very quickly was that to stay connected and to feel connected as husband and wife, we actually have to connect with each other. You know, <laughs> it's not going to happen unless Schedule you Schedule time? Yes, yes. yes. Schedule yes. time to be together. Um, Elaine and I, early in our marriage, we established a date night. And uh, one of the reasons people have such a great time when they're dating is because they're dating. They're going out. <laughs> they they're spend doing time stuff. together. Yes, yes, they spend time together. So it's important to have uh, a night, an evening that's yours where you can go out with your spouse and, and just be together and, and laugh and eat together and do things together and stay in touch. If you're traveling, stay in touch. Uh, when, when I started traveling for ministry, one of my um, rules 
cardinal rules as a husband was I would never allow a day to go by without being in touch with Elaine. And the reality is I also Frank. try not to be gone for too long a period yes. of time. Yes. But communicate with your spouse every day yes. and, and let her know what I'm doing. And, and if I'm going to be a little late, you know, call or text or something just so she knows she's regarded and respected. Oh, you know, that's beautiful. In, a, in one of our previous programs on Ministry of Motion, someone talked about growing up that not having vacation was also considered more oh, yeah. holy. Yeah, you right. Were, you were more devoted if yeah. you yes. didn't take any time off. Yeah. So the date night could be scheduled. Yes. Do you schedule vacation time? We do. Yes, you have Absolutely. to. If you, you don't to. schedule it, it's not going to happen. Right, right. It's not going to happen. And I love the word that you keep using. You keep saying protecting and strengthening your marriage because that's really what is it's about protecting your marriage protecting your relationship because otherwise there's so many other competing commitments and yes. I've used that word before and I use it on purpose because we're not saying it's either or and sometimes I think that's what we believe in ministry it's that well if I spend time with my family then I'm going to negating I'm going to be negating my responsibilities in ministry right. and it's not either or we have these competing commitments and we've got to find the time just like we would with anything else we don't just say to our church we're gonna have board meeting today at three o'clock we don't say that schedule. what do we do we schedule it we have a plan well, we have a plan so good relationships don't just happen I know we think in the society we live in that people just fall in love and they live happily ever after but that's not real okay that's a fairy tale it's not real so if we're gonna have great marriages especially in ministry we've got a plan mm -hmm. we've got to schedule it and we've got to make it happen and that's what we say to pastors and ministry leaders when we speak to them get it on the schedule yes. and make it happen just like you think that meeting with your boss with your president with your senior pastor or whoever it is you think is so important this relationship is even more important. So if you put it on a schedule, make sure it happens. But guess what? There are emergencies that happen. Things happen. Call your spouse and say, you know, sweetheart, you know, something came up. I can't do it today, but can we do it tomorrow? Yes. Or can I do it in a yes. few days? That's also or, sending a message. Yes. Yes, you Beautiful. are conveying to yes. this person how Precious. important Absolutely. they are. You're protecting yes. that relationship. You know, I want to come back to the protecting sure. if I can. I just spent the last four days with a prominent leader, Christian leader, and I noticed how this person was frequently speaking about his spouse, mm -hmm. affirming his spouse mm. in public, yes. even yes. being vulnerable about some checks that the spouse gave mm -hmm. to keep him on the straight and narrow. Talk mm -hmm. to me about that. You're involved in ministry sometimes. Yes. You're so popular, everybody looks to you. How do you help protect yeah. the relationship? We, we, we call it protecting the boundaries of yes. our relationship. Yeah. So what you just said is exactly what needs to happen. When you are a prominent person and you're in the limelight up front in the pulpit or whatever, you just become an easy target. Yes. And so um, Willie said earlier, it's an occupational hazard of the work that we do, but especially men. And, um, and so talking about your spouse, you make it clear to someone, you know, I love my wife. You've been talking about your wife. It's clear you love your wife. You I do. adore I raise my hand. <laughs> your wife. Okay, so when people hear that, you become less of a target, yes. right? Because you've yes. now protected those boundaries. So I don't know if you want to say more, because I always say that my husband is, is my biggest fan. 
And so by the way he talks to me and the way I hear him talking to other people about me, um, I may not be the most beautiful, glamorous woman in the world. Oh, she is but, to me. But, but she, I certainly feel yeah, that way to, to him. So, yeah. so I, 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 I always know that when he's out, I don't have to worry about it because yeah. he has protected that boundary. He has protected our relationship. So I feel like I'm his movie star. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. In, in fact, you know, I was traveling once and uh, she was eating with some friends uh, after church and the husband said to her, uh, do you know where Willie's gone again? And how, oh, he's out in California. What if he meets Halle Berry? And Elaine said uh, to Willie, I, I am, am Halle, Halle Berry. Berry. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't happen in a vacuum. Uh, no. Your spouse cannot guess that she or he Need to tell her is tell important. Yes. We have to say that. We have to convey it in what we say and what we do. And it has to be a daily walk. It's, it's just like being a Christian. If you're going to remain a pastor, you have to remain connected to Jesus. Yes. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. There's no plateau in marriage, and there's no plateau in relationship with Christ. We're either growing or we're dying. And we're not going to grow in marriage unless we're intentional of connecting with each other every day. You know, that is so practical. And not only does Elaine know that she's so precious to you, but other people know too. Indeed. Mm -hmm. We've learned some practical counsel in the moments we've had together today on Ministry of Motion. And Willie and Elaine, you have a website we that would have some resources. We're going to link that on our ministryemotion.tv website. So go to our website, ministryemotion.tv. Lots of resources to protect and strengthen your marriage. Perhaps you have a question or some feedback for us. You can write to us feedback at ministryinmotion.tv. I know I've been blessed today, and I pray that you have been blessed too to protect and strengthen that most precious relationship of marriage. Join us again next time for Ministry in Motion. Until then, may God bless you in your ministry.